Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to SDGC. It is Thursday, June 3rd, the start of a new month. E3 month, gentlemen. We are we have we have officially hit E3 month. I can't believe it's finally here. Um we didn't get one last year. No E3 last year, so this is this is uh this is really exciting, actually. Don't everybody sc- jump up out of their seats and, and say hello to everybody at once, by the way. Try not to act too yeah. excited, guys. <laughs> yeah. sure i'll play some games it's like until i see i don't know it's it's like cool just i just want to see the games at this point like just show me just show me this stuff and i'm just like super cynical like okay everything i see is gonna get delayed it's not gonna come out this year it's gonna I, launch busted i am sure <laughs> i am sure that there are going to be a ton of delays this year yeah, um, I I have no. I mean, look at God of War, right? Like we already know that God of War has been, and th- that was apparently pushed back several months ago. We're just now finding out about it. And trust mm-hmm. me, I mean that one. That one was I announced. Don't believe that they ever though. thought it was coming. Like out this I don't year. think anybody believed it was actually coming out this year. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was coming out this year. But you know how people get. Um, you know how the capital G gamers are. Um, but we're gonna get into all that. What I want to ask first is Jeff, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, the same thing I drink. Are you same bullet? thing. I, uh, yes. Yeah. Once again. Once again, you're drinking mm-hmm. bullet. I look my liquor store. Like I'm too lazy to go anywhere else. There's a liquor store block from my house, and they have like two bourbons, and so this is the one that I buy. That's really. That's really. That that's depressing, man. I I'm gonna bring some class to this. I am drinking mm-hmm. a uh, Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Um, or a, a bur- it, this is this was aged in a bourbon barrel uh, for a year. It's very good, very strong. Uh, I am I am tr- I am going to try to get hammered uh, by the end of this podcast. No promises, but we'll uh, we'll see how far I can get. And Justin, of course, is drinking water. Um, I don't ever have to ask him because I know what he's drinking. Uh, Justin, you're going to switch it up one day and fuck with me and like bring a Coke Zero on here or something. I've done that before. I don't remember you ever drinking a Coke Zero. It, I've had a Coke Zero. I've had Mountain Dew Zero. You have you know, had Game Fuel on the show? Water. Have you ever had Game Fuel on I the have show? Not, or no. Monster Energy? You need to pound were, a fucking Monster Energy next time. Okay, monsters are work are for work nights. Tonight's not a work night. I have tonight off, so I can be on the show. So wait, hold on. What you're telling me is that monsters for work, Game Fuels for play. I I don't uh, you were present the one time I drank Game Fuel. It's on video. You, you gave you a there. review at PAX of yeah, multiple Game Fuel it, flavors. That was some of the need, best we content need. we've done. That was fantastic. Yeah, yeah that, that was that was that was the highest quality uh, footage that we Sitting. came up with from a corner when we we were all just too tired from wandering around. So I just had bought a bunch of energy drinks and we just sat around in a corner and passed them around. It was sitting sitting quality. in the corner of a fucking hallway at the Boston Convention Center, uh, while you filmed a review of Game Fuel, and of course people walking past us are like, "What the fuck are these idiots doing?" Um, that was, yeah, that was pride. That's the kind of content that people who come and watch our shows can expect. Um, but there is quite a bit to talk about this week. Um, you know, E3 is coming up. A lot has dropped this week. We had some leaks happen right before the show started. Uh, so we're going to get into those, but first I want to talk about what we've been playing. And if you guys don't mind, I'm going to go first cause I'm going to be fast. Um, I have been playing Dragon Quest four chapters of the chosen on DS. 
uh, it's the only Dragon Quest game I haven't played. And the DS remakes of Dragon Quest 4, 5, and 6 are phenomenal. Uh, and, I mean, the, the DS is just a great fucking handheld. It's, it is one of the best uh, best systems Nintendo has ever produced. I fucking love this thing. Um, little known fact, every single DS, uh, or at least DSi, which is what I'm using, I'm using a DSi XL, every single one has an IPS screen. Uh, and if you know anything about an IPS screen versus like an, you know, like, you know, uh, an ASG 101, uh, IPS screens are much brighter, much crisper, um, just generally a much better to play on. Uh, and it's, it's crazy. I had originally started playing it on 3DS and it is wild how much different or how much better DS games look on the original hardware than than they do on the ostensibly more powerful hardware. I hate the 3DS hardware, man. Like I didn't, I only had the original 3DS. I don't know what the newer ones were like, but that just wasn't, it wasn't good to look at. It wasn't good to like, I did not like that system at all. Like it, it was blurry as fuck until you put it on 3d and then like things definitely get crisper and sharper in 3d. But the problem is, is that the 3d in that system, like give me a fucking headache. Um, you know, it, it works so much better on the new 3ds with like the eye tracking stuff. It does, but but still, like it's wild to see because I mean, because I mean, let's face it, like in terms of processing power, the 3ds is a more powerful system than the DS, but it is wild just how much better original DS games look on the original hardware. It, it's crazy. Um, I had played, I had popped Dragon Quest Four into my 3ds and I was playing it that way and it was fucking blurry and stretched out and just it like it looked it looked like it had one of those vaseline smears over it then i popped it in my dsi xl and it was fucking gorgeous like nice chunky pixels just the way i like it um so yeah it's i i just and it reminded me the term chunky pixels before chunky pixels man nice chunky pixels Uh, and yeah, I fuck. Yeah. So I'm loving it. That's all I've played this week because I, I just am in love. I love Dragon Quest games and I'm in love with DQ4 so far. Uh, and I anticipate that I will probably play that through the weekend, uh, up to the release of Final Fantasy seven, uh, inter, inter, intergrade or whatever they're calling it, uh, next week, which of course will take intergrade, up, yeah. intergrade. Yeah. Uh, which will, which will take up the majority of my that- time next week. Is that Thursday? That next is. Week? It's like a weird day. It's a really weird day. I think it's the tenth. So yeah, that's a Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. That's really fucking strange. So I guess we'll probably have impressions of it on the show yeah. next week. Yeah. Uh, m- maybe if I get a chance to play it before the show, I because I kind of thought it was Tuesday until you just reminded me it was Thursday. Uh, Justin, what are you playing? I have been marathoning the Mass Effect games. Uh, with the legendary collection and it is some of the most relaxing and most fun i've had playing games in years like those games are some of my all-time favorites and it's there's it's been a while since i've played them through uh the remaster update is great like i i'm really really happy with um how they they remastered it the little changes add up to be quite a bit, especially for Mass Effect 1. Um, How long had it been since you played these until now? So I... Probably since Mass Effect 3 came out. That's a long fucking time. Um, That's like, what, seven years? Well, I've I've played 1 and 2 many, many times. Right, okay. 3, I had only played the one time. Um, 
and I'm not one of those people that like, oh, three is terrible and I haven't and hate it or anything. It's just I only just played it the one time for whatever reason. So I never played the, the DLC for that. I never played, you know, the extended cut um, and stuff. So I'm on Mass Effect 3 now. Um, and it's been really great because I've been doing everything in all the games. So like every like little interaction carrying forward has has come through. And it's just like it's like the most like comfort food marathon of games that I think I've I've ever had. Um, I'm just having a blast with it. That, I that, I mean, that's all I can really say. Like, I don't want to go that is too le- into it. No, 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 weird. that's good. That is legitimately like, the way I feel about Super Nintendo games. Like, Super like, Ni- like NES, just, NES, yeah. Like, that series, I just adore it. I love that world. I love those games. I love those characters. Um, it's just... Like, this is probably, like, one of, if not the best remaster collection out. It's three incredible games. Um, and they're so closely linked to one another um, with the story decision carrying thing. Just, like, I'm really glad this is a collection that's out there, both for people like me that wanted to revisit it, but also, like, there's a lot of new people um, that are checking this series out for the first time. And it's been so awesome seeing like their reactions to it and seeing people falling in love with Mass Effect um, all over again. Uh, it, it, it's just been a great time. And it was funny because initially when I picked it up, I'm like, eh, I'll just slowly go through these. You know, this isn't going to be like a priority thing. I'll just work on this through the summer. And I'm like 10 hours into three already. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, just just been in a mass effect binge and it's it's been great and uh jeff what about you bud what are you playing some of that microsoft flight simulator you uh i'm i'm always playing a little flight simulator <laughs> yeah just always new updates coming out uh, i was all oh, these these product shortages i have a joint like i have um a uh like a flight stick but i want like a throttle attachment for the side and i had one on order i ordered it in like october and it was supposed to ship in january and then I got pushed back to March and then like April and then May and I just canceled it. So whatever it's, but they got like a 10 year platform for that. So I'm not in a hurry to like uh, burn out on it. No, I've, I've been playing Mass Effect like Justin. I talked about it at length last week, so I don't want to go in into it in too much detail. It's just funny. Like my, my like takes on the games are just so at odds with everyone else, especially Justin's. I've seen a couple of his posts, like, um, you know, I I think I don't remember what I talked about last. Like, I love the first game. Uh, I, you know, I played all three when they came out years ago. And my memory is loving the first game and not being so hot on the second game. And I really don't remember how I felt about the third one. I liked all of them. Like, they're all great games. Um, and just going through them again, like, I'm feeling the same things. I'm on to two now. And I really liked the first half of it. But um, it's just, it's a good game. It's just a personal preference thing, I think. I... I like the more linear kind of uh, central plot of the first game, whereas the second one, it kind of feels like they just set up like the collectors and then the whole game is just side stories with the different characters and their loyalty missions, which is cool. But like, I don't know. And that's I, exactly why I love it. It's yeah, like, it, that's like, what like, it's, it's just so funny because you're literally talking it, about why that is like a top three all-time game for me my favorite game in the trilogy mm-hmm. like you, the, your reasons for not liking it as much are my reasons for loving it and like i totally get mm-hmm. liking one the most of the series i i, I, I absolutely get it 
I think it comes down to the characters. And again, this is like everyone's going to identify different with characters. And I remembered liking them more. But my favorite characters in the first game were Liara and Rex. And they're basically MIA in the second game. Uh, Garrus is still there. Garrus is cool. But, you know, I don't like Miranda. I don't feel anything for Jacob. I don't like Grunt. Like, you know, the only I like Tally's cool. But, like, I don't feel... I don't know. I, I've been talking to her nonstop, but I, I feel like she's not as fleshed out as some of the other ones. And and Garrus is there. But um, yeah, so for me, that's where I just recruited Thane. So I have uh, one more to recruit. And then I'm getting close to the end of the game. But um, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot of little things. I love the Presidium in the first Mass Effect. And I hate that the whole Citadel now just became like four samey looking floors of shops. Yeah, this this the Citadel in two is real disappointing. Like I really like the other hub areas in yeah. two, but the Citadel in two definitely mm-hmm. is not well, I, uh, is it, what it once was. What's the main one? Is it uh, uh, Ilium's really cool? And what's the Omega? Right? Omega. So those are fantastic. Yeah. But I'm just like, you had the Citadel from the first game. What the fuck happened? And then they tease you because you could go to the Presidium, but it's just a little balcony where you could talk with Captain Anderson. Yeah, I'm, I want to go down there. You know, I, I'm, it's, it's a balcony and he just comes out and talks to you and then you just leave yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm experiencing this really weird kind of thing with mass effect where i know that tons of people uh tons of my friends were you know, so excited about the mass effect trilogy being you know remastered and re-released and i i am thrilled for for everyone who loves that series because i know it means so much to so many people uh, especially a lot of people that i care about uh, both on this podcast and in our community. And yet I just cannot bring myself to replay them because I have no interest in it. And it feels weird because they're great games. Um, And, you know, I was thinking when I first heard that this was coming out, I was thinking, I'll at least replay two because I love, like, that's my, that's my favorite out of the trilogy by far. Like I'll, I'll at least play replay two. Right. But but now, like, I am so comfortable in my little warm blanket of older games at the moment that I have no desire to even touch Mass Effect. And it feels, it feels really weird. Does that make any sense? Like, it feels really weird not to be on that hype train with everybody else. Uh-huh. I get it. Like, I'm kind of the same way, especially when, like, Grand Theft Auto launches. Because, like, I have... I'm actively disinterested in that. And it's like the biggest thing. <laughs> like it's still selling ridiculously well. And it came out what eight, five still selling ridiculously well. It came out what eight years ago. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and I mean, we all have the series for that four, but I'm also like a big proponent of just playing what you want when you want. Like if you feel like you have mm. to force yourself to play something, don't like that's why i that's haven't learned, played yeah. um near Repli- that's why i haven't played near replicant yet because i haven't been in the right like headspace i for haven't it. finished like, it I yet i haven't automata. finished it i loved yeah. automata and i still have not finished replicant yeah and i just i just haven't um picked up replicant yet because i know i'm not in the right headspace for go for going into it so i'm just gonna wait um and i i seriously encourage anybody like if you're not in the mood to something don't just play it because other people are playing it. right play it when you want you know, you might even be able to pick it up for a sale. Like there might be some patches that make it better, but uh, yeah. So, but 
I am over the moon with the legendary uh, collection. I th- yeah, I want I, a Dragon Age legendary you, collection. You weren't um, were on the show last week, right, Justin? I was not. I had to work. No, Justin last was out week, last week. Yeah, I, I said the same things as you. I was very skeptical of this Mass Effect collection just because EA doesn't do a ton of remasters. Bioware doesn't hasn't done a remaster. I had no idea what to expect from it. And remasters are a real mixed bag. Um, but I, I said the same thing. Like I was just blown away, especially in one. The that's the other. Like I really like I really like the thermal uh, weapon system right. in one. But that's beside. The, but yeah, like one needed the most work, and it's still the most dated, and it still has a lot of problems. But I'm just shocked. It's still at- kind of janky. Mm-hmm. It's still kind of janky, but now it's like charmingly janky instead of what it was before. Yeah. What I'm really interested to see is after people replay the trilogy, like after people have, like people I know have made it all the way through the trilogy, I am really interested to see how and if people's opinions on Andromeda change for the better or for the worse. Um, because I know that, I mean, that game, rightly or wrongly, got a lot of flack uh when it came out and the most i never played it but the most common complaint i heard was it's just more mass effect um which is which is and i'm bringing this up because that's a really weird complaint considering right now people are fucking thirsting over more mass effect right like so for me for me the thing with andromeda was is andromeda was fine fine doesn't cut it for me for mass effect like Mass Effect is a series that I hold in extremely high regard. I expect a lot out of. And Andromeda was fine. I enjoyed my time with it, but it wasn't, it just didn't reach the highs that the trilogy ever reached. Jeff, did you ever play uh, Andromeda? Yeah, I I made two attempts. I got pretty far. I probably got 50 or 60% through the game. Um, And I liked it. And there's a lot, I, I think the reason it falls flat, again, I didn't finish it, so I can't say how the end of the game is. I actually... Apparently, people don't like Ryder. The latter parts of the game are actually really good. Yeah, the la- like the actually the, like the last like quarter of Andromeda mm-hmm. is actually quite good, but it just yeah. takes forever to get there, so a lot of people didn't see it. Apparently, people um, I think don't like the Ryder character. Or something I played as the Sarah Ryder, and I thought she was awesome. Like I thought she was a great character, super fun, really charming. Um, so I liked her, but I think just the you know the main narrative. Uh, it's just it's I think it has the problem of living in the original trilogy shadow with the Reapers and Shepard and and all that stuff. And I just it's it's tough to top that. But it you know, it's funny because a lot of the things I don't like about two, you know, I've been talking a lot lately, like I'm just not big on fighting and shooting and combat. And uh, two has a lot more of that than one. The Mako was boring, but at least broke up the shooting sections. And two is an all out shooter, which is fine because the Mass Effect games are like they're combat, they're fighting games. Right. right. So. Um, but the thing I liked about Andromeda is I felt it kind of went back to those Mass Effect 1 roots. So I appreciate that they brought back the Mako, um, you know, and they had these huge, dense, it was a beautiful game. And they had these awesome worlds to explore and they packed it full of stuff to do and stuff to find. It was just too unfocused, I think. You could tell that it just, they had all these great ideas and like it wasn't as tight of a package as the original trilogy because they, for whatever reason, weren't able to bring it all together. But it's, yeah, I think they could have done that with a sequel. Yeah, the thing about Andromeda, and I think it's like been easier to articulate for me replaying the trilogy right now is like the trilogy, even if you do all of the things, each game is like 30 to 35 hours it, doing everything. Yeah, that sounds about right. Andromeda, I I didn't do everything in Andromeda and it was 80 plus hours. 
Yeah, I said I got 50% through. I was mainlining it, and I tapped out at 35 hours. I'm like, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, and Andromeda is massive. And, like, in Dragon Age Inquisition, while being... I think it was overall better than Andromeda, but it suffered from the same thing. Is mm -hmm. like, the just the condensed 30 to 35 hours in each game in the Mass Effect trilogy feels like a bigger adventure and a grander adventure than the 80 hours in Andromeda. And mm -hmm. I really hope in the future, Bioware is just like, hey, maybe we don't make the biggest thing. Maybe we keep it reined in in size and just make what we have be really good. Um, and I really hope they kind of go back to that. So before we move on to our, our first big top of the night, uh, I want to give a shout out to my friend Liz from Stack Up, who is watching right now. Uh, Liz is going through some stuff that I won't get into. It's personal stuff, but she got a lot on her plate and just want to let you know, Liz, that everything's going to be fine. I know it. Uh, you're going to get through this, uh, and it's, it's going to be no big deal. Promise. Everything's going to be fine. Don't even sweat it. Um, you have a huge support network and stack up and among your friends. I know you know that. And, um, you know, I know that you have the inner strength to get through this, and I, I believe in you. And everybody who knows you also believes in you. So let's get some, uh, let's get some sockies in chat for Liz, please. Um, and I also want to, uh, Saki's in chat, let's go, motherfuckers. Uh, I also want to, I wanted to do something else. I wanted to say something else, but I fucking forgot what it was because I'm like halfway drunk now on this uh, strong ass beer. Uh, so, all right. So let's launch into our first, uh, our first big topic of the night. You guys want to cover, uh, you guys want to do God of War first? You guys want to do God of War first? Let's do the whole cross-gen God of War. Let's yeah, get it all. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's that whole, it's that whole Herman Hulst interview. That's, it was a 20 minute interview with Herman Hulst. By the way, I'm sorry, um, but the name Herman Hulst, going so, over, Justin, hold on, hold on. The name Herman Hulst sounds like he directs pornographies. Like, I'm sorry, but like Herman Hulst just sounds like a fucking porn a director. comic book villain, like with the alliteration. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it's that, that's best. another good one. Like, like you Okay, know. so I guess, do people not know who Herman Hulst is? I don't know who he is. I, I don't know who he what? is. Okay, so Herman Hulst, Herman Hulst is the former president of Guerrilla Games. He um, founded and ran Guerrilla for a long, long time, up through um, Horizon and part of Horizon 2's development. Um, then he, he has recently been promoted to head of Sony Worldwide Studios. He's basically so he moved why up would you expect that I know that? Like, well, do you know who Shuhei Yoshida was? Why would you know who Herman Holst is? Because I don't pay that much attention to this shit. <laughs> also, Herman Holst has been like on stage. <laughs> I'm just like shocked. Dude, if you know who Jim Ryan is, I thought you I, knew who look, Herman Holst is. You motherfuckers always comment on my age. I'm 40 years old. I'm I'm I forget shit, man. I'm forgetful, dude. Like. By ten thirty at night, I'm in bed, fucking taking my taking my taking my pills, taking my pills for my Mark, back pain. Coming to your house to remove your PlayStation. Put my diapers on. Okay, so anyway, Herman Hulse. <laughs> and Herman take Hulse. pictures of your ears. All right, Her <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Her yeah. Herman Hulse. Um, he, he did like a he did like a twenty minute um he did like a twenty minute video interview. It was kind of initially released in some excerpts on the PlayStation blog, but then they. <sighs> released the full video footage and he's also done a couple other little interviews and stuff in the days since then but like basically talking about the future of um sony interactive entertainment and specifically their um 
kind of vision for uh, their first party studios. Um, and uh, a lot of things were confirmed in that. Um, just kind of the major bullet points. Uh, God of War and Gran Turismo 7 um, are also going to be coming to PlayStation, PlayStation 4, 4, not just PlayStation 5. Um, so I've actually got Justin. He if confirmed I can, it. I'm sorry, there. Justin, if I can interrupt real quick. If I can interrupt real quick. I've got the... Uh, I've got the statement from San, uh, from uh, uh, Sony Santa Monica. Um, do you mind if I read that real quick and then you can keep on going, Justin? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Uh, I've got the actual statement. <clears throat> it says, since the release of the next God of War teaser last year, we've been humbled by the amount of love our community has shown us. We're incredibly grateful to see so many people excited to experience the next chapter of Kratos and Atreus' journey. We remain focused on delivering a top quality game while maintaining the safety and well-being of our team, creative partners, and families. With this in mind, we've made the decision to shift our release window to 2022. Thank you for all, the, all your continued support. We've got some exciting things in the works we can't wait to show you. Uh, so I just wanted to, so I, I, wanted to, I wanted to take a minute and read the actual statement from Studio, uh, or from Studio Santa Monica. Uh, so Justin, please continue. So, yes, uh, also God of War finally got confirmed coming out in 2022, which most people kind of assume. Yeah, nobody fucking um, thought that was coming out in 2021. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, a Sobe team, uh, the team behind uh, the Astrobot games, is now a full-fledged first-party studio. It is no longer just a team within Japan Studio. Japan Studio is actually gone. But um, a Sobe team is now uh, being greatly expanded. Um, they're getting a lot more resources and they're working on um, a family friendly um, franchise with an inter international appeal is how they phrased it. Uh, they confirmed uh, Sony Bend uh, makers of days gone is working on a brand new open world IP rest in uh, peace days. gone. <laughs> let's see. Uh, he also confirmed that legacy PlayStation games will uh, still be coming to PC when the time is right, which sounds to me like they're not really considering day and date releases. Just a couple of years later, they'll throw some stuff on PC. Um, and then there was also some stuff about Horizon uh, that came out today. Like right. Horizon yeah, is going to get a 60 FPS mode. I saw which that. Which a lot of people were, were wondering about. Which That's great. Like, that's fucking fantastic. Um, um, yes. But I want to say this. I want to say this. Like, so, so we know that a bunch of these games are coming out on PS4 as well. Like, uh, God of War is going to be uh, cross-generational. Excuse me. Gran Turismo 7. Cross-generation. Um, I guarantee you there are more games that we don't know about yet that are going to be cross-generation. Now, when the PS4 launched, I, we saw a, like, a period of about a year when most first-party and third-party games were cross-generational releases. Uh, and after not from Sony. Sony has not done cross-generation first-party games. They, they always not. move oh, on. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Sorry. Shadowfall was next-gen Oh, only. you're right about that. Yeah, that's you're right. <laughs> they had, like, there was right all the weird the thing. Launched, that's true. They had, that is true. put out The Last of Us and Gran Turismo 6, like, months before the PS4 launched, but they did not do any cross-generation. Mm -hmm. Six was actually after the PS4 launch. Yeah, it and was. Then never got a PS4 version. Yeah, incredible. Um, Just incredible. Yeah, but like earlier that year, Sony had put out God of War Ascension, Last of mm -hmm. Us. Yeah. Um, they published uh, Beyond Two Souls. That was right before the PS4 came out. Mm -hmm. And then the PS4 came out. Um, and aside from Gran Turismo 6, none of their games were on PS3 after that. So And uh, 
Infamous Second Son, then again, brand, you know, PS4 only, not cross gen. That came out a few months after the PS4 right, launch. Right. But it bit them in the ass because they put out all the stuff in the last year of PS3, and it took them a long time to manage to, you know, all those students to get ready and finally put out their PS4 games. Right. So that could be part of why you're seeing this. That's right. Um, so, so this is interesting to me, right? Like, I, I fully expected, I fully expected that. For example, God of War was going to be a cross generational game. Like, like there was yeah. there was nothing in because I mean, you know, the PlayStation Three like eventually sold fine, but it was not the like the absolute world shattering success that the PS Four was for them. I mean, the PS Four was what like mm-hmm. their second highest selling console of all time. It passed a hundred million units. That's like what twenty five million it, it more. It was the highest the selling. No, I think the PS Two was higher. Um. Okay. No. Okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's the second highest selling console of all time. That's but the right. fastest it's not Sony. Se- yeah. Se- right. Yeah. Right. Um. So that being said, you know the P. Yeah. The PS4 has sold over 100 million consoles. Right. Which was uh, far and away. I. Th- you know, like I was saying, what something like 25 million more than the PS3. I don't have the exact numbers, but um. I think PS. Well, like, well, well, like it picked up steam, eighty something like that. I, I don't think it was over eighty, but, but you know, the moral of the story is is that you know the PS3 st- picked up steam near the end of its life, but it had a really slow fucking start, like like a glacially slow fucking start, because it was like nine hundred dollars here it was, in Canada. Yeah, it was. It was like you know you'll get a second job to afford one here, and it didn't have many launch titles. It was five ninety nine here, I believe. Um. And Hayes. it was fucking Shout Hayes. Hayes. Shout out to Hayes, motherfucker. But um, but you know, Lair, Lair. motherfucker, Lair like a motherfucker. Access, <laughs> like yeah, incredible. Um, but but you know, the PS4 is a totally different story, right? Like that was that was a runaway success right out of the gate, and now it is sitting at over 100 million consoles sold. There was no fucking way. There was no way that Sony was going to limit something like God of War. And alienate, especially with the PS5, is still as ridiculously hard to find as, uh, as it is right now. There was no way Sony was going to limit the the uh, the next God of War to the PS5 uh, and lock out a hundred million people who own a PS4 who are who have been unable. And, well, probably. And let's face it, like you know, eighty five well, million people been, who have not been just, able to pick up a PS5. Yeah, they just said to today it was in one of the various interviews that came out today like after the stuff is that god of war and horizon were always intended to be cross-gen titles um gran turismo was a more recent decision to make it that still doesn't surprise me though is why there actually is a statement well but there actually is a statement of them saying that gran turismo is ps5 only um and then so like I, mean, I don't see what anybody cares honestly, though. The thing that just like, annoys me about this. Okay, so I can explain why people care and why people are upset with Sony, but also like I know it's a good decision business-wise. These games cost Horizon and God of War cost way way too much money to make to actually limit the fan base and for then sure. this way more for people sure. play them. But because they weren't upfront with telling people that it was cross-gen they were announced explicitly as PS5. That's games. the problem. Yep. Um, kind of a lie of omission. That it is was kind of problem, a lie of omission. Right? Yeah. And like Sony had, and there was that Jim Ryan statement that we believe in generations. They talked up all the different ways 
that yeah. like the SSD <laughs> in, um, in particular can influence <laughs> ga- um can influence game design. Um like they gave us as fans time to kind of go wild with okay, Horizon, like Gorilla explicitly said that they couldn't have flying mounts in the first Horizon game because the HD the hard drive limitations, because it was too slow to load data, they couldn't do that on PS4. Naturally, people were like, oh, on PS5, they'll be able to do flying mount. Well, the game's coming to PS4. That's a feature that big isn't going to, you know, right. be on one platform and not the other. Like, God of War had, like, the realm travel stuff. Like, and, you know, people started imagining, well, what if you could just shift between realms, like, you know, at the push of a button or something? Um, and so like, if they had been transparent about it ahead of time, I don't think there would be any pushback. It's just, they went into, um, so they went into so much detail about how like this could benefit games and, and then we're not clear about their plans. So, and, and that for me is the real problem, right? Like, like I, I don't, I truly do not give a shit if these games are cross-generational or not. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, look. Look at fucking Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon Forbidden West, right? Like, looks fucking gorgeous. Um, I'm sure God of War is going to look fucking gorgeous. I'm sure, uh, you know, Gran Turismo Seven is going to look fucking gorgeous. Like, I don't that that is not what I give a shit about. What I care about is, some, and we know those games are all going to have high frame rate, right? Modes, yeah, like, most and and, and honestly, that's more important. If they're running to me on than, PS4, PS5 can run them, right? At 60, yeah. And 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 it, and it's the performance that is more important to me, right? Like, I would rather play these games in 60 frames a second. Uh, like an upscaled 4K as opposed to like 30 second or uh, 30 frames per second, um, you know, true 4K. Like, I don't give a shit about any of that. Yeah, Yeah. right. Like, I I don't I don't give a fuck about that. Like, I'd rather play a smooth, like a smooth running game. My problem is the messaging, um, which I agree is is shitty. Right. And. You know, and it's surprising to me because Sony has done quite a bit right with the PS5 in terms of its messaging. But, you know from between this and just you know and and speaking of what i'm about to say i was going to mention the fact that you know the ps5 is still hard to find the fact that the that god of war and now gran turismo like after the fact is going to be a a cross-generational title tells me that sony is anticipating the ps5 supply issues will stretch into next year also it tells me i mean it's it's that I mean, PS4s are hard to get right now, too. Like, they're still full price, yeah. even if you can find them. Like, Which is fucking weird. Like, I... like, all consoles are tough to find right now. Um, and I, I think also they're at a point where they're like, <laughs> oh. hey, the PS5 is going to sell on its own. God damn, we don't need to lock right out pipe. part of our fan base from being... We don't need to lock out some of our fan base from being able to play these games. Like right. we don't need to argue, like do that to increase the appeal of the PS5. Yep. People are just gonna buy a PS5. Right. Like uh, I mean, we people, don't need to be like right. you can only play the new God of War if you get the, if you get a PS5. But I want to get Jeff in on this because I, Jeff's been just been uh, quiet for this one. Jeff, um, mm-hmm. do you think the fact that so like apparently the plan, as we've said, for God of War was always be cross generational, which I. I'm not shocked by, but the fact that Gran Turismo Seven was apparently a a much more recent decision does that tell you? Does that say to you, Sony is expecting more PS5 supply issues into 2020 or or into 2022? 
Uh, I mean, I'm sure they are. Like, I, I feel like that's a known quantity. We've seen our, our good friend Matt Piscatella tweet about it. Shout we've out. we've heard the reports from hardware uh, sites and stuff. We know that the shortages are going to continue next year for everything, not just game consoles, not just PS5, cars, phones. Um, you know, the pandemic isn't over. You know, certain a few countries in the world are getting it under control, but 90% of the world is still dying every day. Um, so, you know, the... And a lot of these parts are produced in countries that are not the United States or the United Kingdom. Um, so, of course, that stuff's going to continue. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, I'm on the same page as you guys with all this stuff. I assumed these games were PS4 only. I'm actually, it's funny to me that Gran Turismo was a recent decision because I've talked about it a lot. You know, I'm a big racing game guy. I play all the Gran Turismo games. Like, of all the games, of like, Gran Turismo, I love Gran Turismo, but holy shit, do they... Those games are kind of a little bit of a hot mess. Like they, they constantly <laughs> just pull in right. tracks. They still have tracks and cars from the PS2 and the PS3, and they give them a new coat of paint. But like there is code and stuff in there from like three generations ago. It's so like I, you know, the Grant, the new Gran Turismo Seven just looks like sport with some ray tracing thrown in for, for some some shine. So I was like, you know, I can't even imagine that they weren't expecting that to hit PS4, but. Uh, you know, my issues are the same as your guys. It's the same way I feel about my Xbox Series S. I feel like I was misled. Um, I'm fine. You know, give me the information to make a decision on a purchase. That's all I ask. And then I hold the responsibility for making that decision. And if I'm not happy with it, that's on me. Um, but, you know, Microsoft basically advertised the Series S as being a Series X at 1440 instead of 4K. And that was it. But the reality I've seen is that, like, Series X has had 60 FPS modes sometimes, and the Series S sometimes has a 30 F. Like, you know, the resolution is not 1440. It's actually usually 1080p. And in the case of backwards compatibility stuff with Xbox One S, you're stuck at base Xbox One. Like, it, it is not the Series X experience at all. Um, and it kind of feels left behind at this point. And so I feel misled there, and I feel like that's what Sony did with these games. I think they wanted to sell a lot of PS5s. And if you knew, if you're saying straight up you always knew these were PS4 games. We saw it with Spider-Man, right? Like the Miles Morales thing was kind of the same situation. Exactly. You know, yep. just yeah, be honest. Spider-Man and Sackboy were both yeah. just announced as PS5 games. Just just be upfront. And like, and those say, were launch titles. And those are ones right. that nobody's going to be upset about, right? Yeah. Like, and it's been a mess with the... Like, it, their, that's the their, part that annoys me. The trailers too, right? We've seen... I, I can't remember off the top of my head. How many trailers had... Uh, console exclusive coming to PS coming to PC and then they went back and edited and re-uploaded the trailer to remove certain things or it said PlayStation 5 exclusive and the trailer got re-edited to remove that like you know and I try to give them the benefit of the doubt like maybe this is just marketing people messing stuff up but at this point it just kind of seems willfully deceitful uh, you know so it's fine is good for players who can't either can't afford a PS5 or can't get them because Sony seems to be heavily favoring the United States, but globally the PS5s are almost impossible to get. And I'm fine with them saying we want everyone to be able to play these games, even though selfishly from a tech perspective, because I'm a snob, I want to see true next gen games. I can understand that, but yeah, me too. just fucking tell us and be straightforward. That's what people well, and want. It, it, That's well, what and the people is, off. The thing is also like, it's not like they aren't releasing PS5 only games. Demon souls. Right. Was PS5 yep, only? That was Ratchet. Ratchet Destruction All Stars didn't like yeah. World on Fire, but that's mm -hmm. PS5 only. Returnal, which 
I finally actually finished Returnal and it's outstanding. Um, Ratchet and Clank next week, which I do think it's kind of hilarious that Ratchet and Clank has been very true to like its PS2 roots, even as time has gone gone like, on. What, what's, but that one is still re- PS5. It you just reminded me, PS5 like, dude, Ratchet and Clank is like Ratchet and Clank coming out the same week as Final Fantasy VII Integrated. Like, I'm s- sorry, Ratchet. Like, I I know where my That's priorities lie. Great day apart. Ratchet 2016. But like Final Fantasy VII, man, come on. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe I I honestly can't believe they did not push that a week or two. <laughs> like i mean guys don't. i mean i i played final fantasy 7 remake already so but dude so many people are that's kind of my so many like dude that's my priority not starting next thursday dude i'm fucking full on probably two playthroughs of integrate oh, like of course we're gonna pick final fantasy so well, yeah no shit on. it's final fantasy like of course i'm gonna <laughs> fucking pick that i mean jesus jesus fucking christ for anybody who's watching right now started, look behind uh, me look behind me I what do you see played, um death until dawn part two yet in, in five 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 in 14 so i'm like do i do that or do i do seven i'll tell you what dude the the five five so the new resistance weapons like from a from a glam perspective, are really disappointing. Um, they're they're. I'm so sorry that I did this, Justin. By the way, I'm so sorry. They're, they're... I, I'm just I'm just gonna check. I'm just gonna check my phone. All right, right yeah, now, you check your phone no while I'm talking. You, you, talking you, you, you check your phone while I talk about this. The new resistant, like like from a visual perspective, the new resistant, like or the last step of the resistance weapons, the save the queen weapons, are really fugly. Like they're they're mm-hmm. not good looking. Um. The the last stage of the uh, of the Bosia Southern Front armor, not good looking. Um, I'm still like, of course, super fucking excited for uh, Endwalker, but not thrilled with how uh, not thrilled with how the Bosia so- uh, Southern Front stuff ended. And Justin got up and left, and I'm literally done talking about Final Fantasy 14 now. Like that's all I wanted to say. Um, <laughs> so Justin's Justin <laughs> Justin's loss, I suppose. Like he was expecting this thirty minute treaties <laughs> on on Final Fantasy, and all I wanted to do was get that off of my chest. Eventually, with with how much we talk about it, so 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 there was something else that that we really need to bring up, and this is something that happened. I don't know, probably like forty five minutes before we went live, and apparently, the entirety of Two K's show has leaked. Or, or the entirety of two key or, or of two K's uh, games that will be presented at E3 have leaked, and the first thing we need to talk about is uh, what is being described as Marvel XCOM. Um, and so let's see what we got here. So this is from uh, this is from Games Beat, <coughs> and I am quoting here. Uh, new info regarding upcoming and unannounced 2K Games projects popped up on Reddit yesterday, and I have confirmed that the leak is accurate. This might give fans an early look into what expect from the NBA 2K publisher as it prepares to partake in the Electronic Entertainment Expo digital event on Monday, June 14th. This includes a new Borderlands spinoff, a new Marvel game from Civilization Studio Firaxis, which I did not know. Uh, I didn't know that was the dev and another project named Cold or Codename Volt. Uh, so here's what we got. Uh, the and we'll go through the, like the other stuff before we get to the Marvel stuff. The Borderlands spinoff is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is a game that European gaming news site GameReactor.eu teased earlier this spring. And Gearbox boss Randy Pitchford essentially confirmed its existence as part of his effort to respond to rumors. Gearbox is developing Wonderlands, which will still focus on Borderlands-style class-based shooting action. 
The Firaxis game is a turn-based strategy game, but with Marvel superheroes. The leak pitches it as XCOM with Marvel's heroes, and that is a fair way of describing what the players should expect. XCOM has players commanding agents in small skirmishes, and now Firaxis will weave uh, some Avengers flavor into that foundation, so expect to see Iron Man, Wolverine, and others to show up for this one. Finally, Codename Volt is a new sci-fi action game that also brings in magic and other supernatural capabilities for the player and the enemies. Again, the leak does a good job of summing up what to expect, calling it Cthulhu meets Saints Row. <laughs> Holy shit, what the fuck? Uh, wow, that, that is By quite... the way, that pitch, that pitch, I'm, I'm buying whatever that is. That is. Yeah, like if that the is... pitch is Cthulhu meets Saints Row, I'm, I am in. I don't, That's I don't care nuts. how <laughs> broken or stupid that game is. Holy I am, shit. I, I'm buying whatever that shit is. <laughs> well, like, hold on, crap. Cthulhu meets Saints Row. What the fuck does that even look like? Holy shit! We're gonna find out. That is fucking incredible. And apparently, this is all true. Apparently, this is all true. Um, oh, and there's actually a link to the trademark for Wonderlands up now. Uh, so, so that's interesting, man. This E3. Is- uh, sorry, John. There was a lot of stuff there. Did you say there's a new Civ game coming? Civilization was that in there as well? I did not see that there was a new Civilization game. Um, all, okay. I, all it says is that Firaxis is the developer of the Marvel. Uh, okay, X-Men I got because they do Civ as well. Sorry, I thought they were doing both, and I was like, wow, that no, seems crazy. No, yeah, okay. no, I, I would not expect a new Civilization game anytime soon. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, so, so yeah, that's, I, that is, that is fucking wild. Um, Marvel XCOM, that, that, that seems like something, that seems like something that should have been done a long time ago. See, um, I'm having a I'm into time picturing this, I, like, everyone thought the Mario Rabbids thing was weird, but it kind of works, but, like, you specifically mentioned Iron Man, like, how do you use Iron Man turn, like, I'm trying to picture him just standing around on, like, a grid, like, I don't know. That that seems real weird to me. Like Marvel, I picture really fast-paced stuff. So I I can't I mean, wait. Probably, like, Justin, go ahead. Go ahead. Like I would bet, like Iron Man has like mobility bonuses, or like isn't in, isn't impacted by terrain like other characters are. You know, Hulk can probably like break down certain parts of the terrain, mm-hmm. things like that. I don't know. I'm into this idea. I really like it. Um, I, I can't a lot of things that. that can that they can do that I think would work. I that I think that I think could really work in like a turn based strategy game. I just hope it's not XCOM hard because. Oh, um, so so I was gonna say I can't I, wait. I like XCOM, but I am so bad at it. I can't wait to move. I can't wait to position Iron Man on the square right in front of a scroll. And uh, have a ninety-five percent chance to hit that scroll with a repulsor blast, and then completely fucking whiff it. Like that is that that is going to be peak fucking Marvel <laughs> shit right there. Um, I you know, you know what's weird? I think it's you know. Go ahead, Jeff. Please. No, I was just gonna say I I just think it's cool, and it's an extension. You know, Marvel uh, took a new approach to their games a few years ago, where they basically said we're done with like just you know uh, trying to think of a good term like. Just just giving, you know, just making our license rain like here, anyone who wants to make Marvel games do it. And they really made a commitment to finding developers that made really good games and kind of finding something that would fit well with Marvel and wanting to produce better, you know, maybe less games, but better quality. And that's what led to Insomniac 
Uh, and now that we're seeing that with Firaxis, uh, you know, the XCOM games are incredibly well received, both commercially and critically. Um, so, yeah, it's different and unexpected, but I think it's just further strengthening um, that, like, you know, Marvel series about not just making Marvel games. They want good Marvel games and they want them to be different. They don't want them to all be open world you know, Spider-Man style, like here we've got like a strategy game. That's that's really cool, I think. So I hope it does well. I'm sure it will. I would um, love a Star Wars one too. Like, because mm-hmm. Lucas, Lucas, Lucasfilm has just started doing some more licensing stuff. I want a Star um, Wars like dating sim. Jones that's what I want. I, I, want a, love... I want a Star Wars dating sim. John, Can we... you do not. I don't think we'd survive the release of that game. No, we absolutely need a Star Wars dating sim, dude. Like for real. Like like you know, the Adam Driver fan base the is Adam nuts. It, the Adam Driver fan base is thirsty as fuck right now. And like the whole game, um, the whole game could take place in Moss Eisley Cantina because everything in Star Wars canon happens on fucking Tatooine for some reason. <laughs> So, so the, the Tatooine whole, is it, it has like some supernatural uh, destiny meaning. It in the does, world. Well, and like, like and like, look at the reaction to Garrus in Mass Effect, right? Like, you think right now that people would be horny as fuck for some Star Wars aliens? Like, like you're fucking high if you think that's not the case. Like, I don't care how they're all over that cantina band, man. I tell dude, you, dude. I'm telling you, no, dude, 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 dude. ruined people. Right now, there is somebody out there who's like, I want to fuck Max Rebo. You know there is. You know there is. And the, the blue elephant. John, from- John, you're saying this as a joke. I can tell you, I know for a fact that that is true. McClunky. Oh, God. <laughs> wait. John, wait, John. Wait. You, John, if wait, you didn't no, want to no, go no, down no, this no, rabbit wait, hole, wait, you, should, no, 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 you no. shouldn't have opened it. <laughs> Hold on. Justin, who do you know that wants to fuck Max Rebo? By the way, for anybody listening, Max Rebo is the blue keyboard-playing elephant creature from Return of the Jedi. Justin, who do you know that wants to fuck Max listen, Rebo? Is it you? Listen, people think Max Rebo looks real cuddly. You know, I'm 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 like <laughs> a huge horrible. Star Wars fan. I've watched these movies a thousand times. I did not know that that character had a name and that it was Max Rebo. It's Max Rebo, dude. It's Max <laughs> Rebo, yeah. There is going to be some fucking when the Star Wars dating game hits. There is going to be some some hot Jedi on Gamorrean guard action, like like you wouldn't fucking believe, man. Can we move on? No, no, no. This is good. We, 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 we need we, no, dude. No, no. We need to talk about this. This is. Like who in chat, honest, honest to God, who in chat would love to see a Star Wars dating game? I would. I would play that shit. Why not? Why not? Justin, Je- Justin is incredulous, and yeah, Jeff is good, Jeff is so uncomfortable right now. No, Je- John, John, <laughs> I know how much money that game would make. Dude, I just fucking. Millions. I just think that that that's a, that's a box that you cannot close once it's open. No, dude, dude, come on, man. You've played Mass Effect. The box is already open. People are thirsty for aliens, man. They are like, and there's nothing wrong with it. But people are yeah. thirsty for aliens. Like, look at the reaction that Garrus gets. Look at it. Like, you know, I mean, I, I'm serious, dude. Like, I think there's a super huge market for, for Star Wars that is not being tapped here. Period. Like, I, I mean, I can't believe that anybody would disagree with me on this one. Like, you know, 
and, and dude, like, dude, you could you could take time honored characters from the prequels, like Elon Slee's Bagano, like you know those really good those really good characters that are important to Star Wars canon, and Sabalba, Sabalba, <laughs> Jeff. So so Jeff Jeff looks like he's just now learning this. Jeff, there's a character in the prequel films named Elon Slee's Bagano. That's an actual stick. He's the Death Sticks guy. You want to buy some Death Sticks? Like, that's Elon Slee's Bagano. Why I know that, I don't know. But that is his fucking name. Justin, confirm it for me. Oh, he's correct. That is Elon Slee's Bagano. And, you know, people... I say I'm, I'm officially banning Blaine from the... Ch- is Blaine fucking it up? Sebulba is, is super play. foot play? No, that I is- mean... And worthy. She's not wrong, though. I mean, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have an option. But <laughs> she's not wrong. Blaine isn't wrong. Like, like, like. This, look at some in the in the fucking Phantom man. Menace. Like, uh, one last word says John. This will only work if Miller does the voice for Watto. <laughs> Slay the younglings. Do you want to date Anakin? Holy shit. Jesus. Okay, we need to fucking move on now. What do we got next? What's the next fucking topic? I regret bringing this I up. I don't know, John. You interrupted us to bring uh, us I'm, I'm all fucked up now. I'm all fucked up now. Um, did we talk about uh did we talk about Horizon Zero Dawn last week? Or not Horizon I can't fucking stop Forbidden saying West. I cannot Wait, stop saying Horizon Zero Dawn. I can't stop. Yeah, did you I, I was bummed I missed Horizon Talk last week. I don't think. Yeah, we, we we talked about it at length, but I mean, it's still topical. I mean, it's still like, to- so so. I, I, oh, there is actually something that I did want to mention, by the way. And that is apparently, uh, of course, well, not apparently. I'm kind of drunk now, so you'll have to excuse me. Uh, that that beer, like, holy shit, that's a strong fucking beer. I haven't so, seen John pour another glass, so this, as far as I know, this is one beer. No, this is two, two beers okay. that are twelve percent alcohol. Yeah, all right, that's legit. I, I'm a lightweight. I can't talk shit. Oh, dude, these fu- dude, dude, this motherfucker's fucking me up. But oh, uh, I'm on my second glass of water. Well, you guys easy, Justin. Catch up. feeling easy. that H2O. Justin, fucking dude, you're too hydrated now. Uh, Switch Pro, not announced this week. <laughs> oh, God, fucking no, Switch Pro. No Switch Pro this oh, week. Oh my God. <laughs> I reposted. But Atma in our Discord posted like just the, from the I'm like shout about the Switch Pro. Everybody, the Switch Pro. Everybody, and their mother was like about the Switch Pro. Everybody and their mother was like the motherfucking Switch Pro is being announced this week, and we got nothing. We got nothing. So I, this happens every time with Nintendo. Everyone says it's being, and then it doesn't happen every time. So I swear to God, every time. So here's my question, boys. Here's my question. Are we getting that switch? You know, this week is tomorrow, tomorrow? John. There's tomorrow. Are we getting that switch? Yeah, it's tomorrow? supposed to be tomorrow. Tomorrow is <laughs> supposed to be the day. According Wait. to central leaks. Wait, hold on. Who, who, who is actually saying that it's good, that it's going to happen tomorrow? Uh, apparently there was a retailer leak that listed, uh, a new Nintendo console for $400 going up at midnight. On June fourth, and this this came from Central Leaks. Again, you know, no disrespect if if they're uh, reputable, but um, I never heard of them. And they they said they personally verified the the photo or screenshot. So I mean, time's running out. That's tomorrow. 
so and midnight on the fourth is actually tonight. So the th- so like so. so so there is one hundred percent way too much fucking smoke around a Switch Pro for it not to be real. The, well, we know it's like, real. Like, like it's two Bloomberg articles. We know it's real. Bloomberg has outright mm. talked about yeah. how it's being it's, manufactured. When, it, when like, is it being? I, there's no doubt in my thing. mind that it's real. The question is, mm-hmm. is when are they going to announce it? And everybody and their fucking mother has said it's going to be before E3, which means, which means. Well, the, Bloomberg, the Bloomberg article did say that they were under some pressure from developers to re- reveal it before E3. They so they could run their games, on, games yeah. on Switch Pro at E3. So, I mean, but they've got all next week as well. So I don't know why. I don't know why everybody, you know, here's, here's why. So I did not know that yesterday or that tomorrow was a thing. Um. But the reason that people are so fixated on it is because people are hyped and they want to see it, you know, and they're excited. And I get it. <laughs> but I think I find it very funny that on Monday, everybody was like, tomorrow, baby, 9 a.m. on Tuesday morning, motherfucker, let's go. Everybody's reloading Nintendo's Twitter feed, and that didn't happen, right? So they're like, oh, oh, well, you know, you got to consider the time difference, right? Because now we're on EDT, not EST. So 10 a.m., baby, let's fucking go. Nothing happens. And then that has been the cycle every day this week. Everybody this morning. That's been the cycle every day since the Switch launched. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, is just, this is just Nintendo. Like, these are Nintendo fans. It's always something. It's Metroid Prime Trilogy or it's Mother 3 or it's made it like Breath of the Wild 2. I just feel I'm not even on Twitter and I still like... It's just every week. It's like this is the week that something big is happening. Remember the directs? You know oh, the directs. Oh God! Please, yo, yeah, oh, God! I don't want to relive that shit, dude. Oh. Like that was, oh, that was rough. <laughs> um, but I do find it very, very odd that Nintendo would announce something like this in a fucking Twitter drop. Like I that that just, yeah. How did know. they announce the Switch Lite? I can't remember. I mean, it was a like it was a it was a video and like like a YouTube video, like it was a it was a big reveal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but um, yeah, I remember also this one, right? I mean, this actually is kind of similar to like Sony and the PS4 Pro, where that leaked after GDC. I remember that. I remember Um, that. Like and specs and every specs and everything leaked at GDC that year. So it was like end of March, early April. And they actually like, they didn't even formally announce it till like September and it launched in November. And like, I remember they put out a statement before E3 because everybody knew like it was coming. They're like, yes, we are working on an enhanced PlayStation four. Nothing you see at E3 will be running on it. It will not be there. Sorry, I was typing something out. Um, there was something else that I wanted to bring up about the Switch, uh, and it was um, right the price. Um, apparently, this thing is going to be three ninety nine, according to all the leaks we've seen. Um, and honestly, that I, I believe it uh, because isn't that what it is right now? No, the Switch is two ninety nine right now. It's one ninety nine for the Switch Lite. Um, my question is, if it is three ninety nine, does that mean the Switch gets a price drop? Because this motherfucker uh, has been out for the Bloomberg article says that this one's just going to replace the current switch. But but does the current switch get a price drop because of that? Because this motherfucker oh, has been on the market for what four years now, and it has not received a single price drop. Yeah, I mean I they'll mean, have to PS5 they'll have to find a way next, to sell out. 
of that inventory. PS5, I mean, PS4 only got one price drop. And, like, there's also the Switch Lite, which is cheaper, right? So, like, yes. it could just be the Switch Lite and then the Pro Switch. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, but, like, they'll have to clear out their, you know, assuming this, the new Switch comes out in the fall, they'll have to clear out the existing Switch inventory. If it even exists, as far as I know, it's still really hard to get, so maybe they don't have that much to get rid of. But I imagine they'd have to drop the price, because who's going to pay, um, you know, Although if the switch, new switch is more expensive, then maybe they don't need to. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not. I mean, I don't analyst. think anybody's. I don't think any. I don't think any game companies are sweating charging three hundred, four hundred, or five hundred dollars for hardware right now right because now. people no. will pay yeah. whatever it takes for whatever hardware. I agree. It I is. Just I mean, Nvidia just dropped. Nvidia just dropped a GPU that's a twelve percent performance increase for five hundred dollars more. And that sold out immediately. I like, just want like, uh, people want, will pay whatever at this point for hardware. I want to take this opportunity to eat some crow because I was like, "Ooh, I like it. I, lo I love it when you eat crow." Uh, just like coming, you know, coming into COVID last year, I was just so down of like, you know, every game is gonna flop. Like game sales are gonna tank because all like as from anecdotally, all my friends lost their jobs everyone's broke as fuck i'm broke as fuck i'm paying out the ass for everything because everything's so expensive because of covid i've got no relief from anything and i was like who could afford all this stuff but against you know this is why i'm not i'm not mass matt piscatella because like all the sales went crazy and somehow i don't know if everyone's just taking out fucking loans from their banks but <laughs> somehow everyone's got money people for are video selling, people are going to the blood banks and selling I mean, fucking I, plasma <laughs> it's crazy it makes sense to me i think i think a lot of people are selling older gaming hardware um in order to afford new stuff i know i've been doing that um older games you know cuz there's probably there's probably people that can't afford stuff but when you can't go outside, like there's probably plenty of families that were looking for like a secondhand PS4 and a bunch of games um, for their kids that can't go out right now. Um, and those, you know, there's probably a lot on the market to buy for, you know, people that are buying PS5s <laughs> and it just keeps going and going. And then, you know, so many multiplayer games have been popular because it was the only way people could really connect with their friends for a while like gaming was like the only safe form of entertainment that was still releasing right. new stuff right. like it all makes sense to me um but like the the heart the the hardware shortages though have been like especially on the pc side like if we think it's bad trying to get ps5s and xboxes right now the stuff people have been having to go through to get like gpus and cpus has been nuts um the hardware shortages, I think, is the thing holding it back from being like this just massive industry boom. Well, and speaking of uh, speaking of hardware shortages, like, can you imagine what it's going to be like to try to pre-order a fucking Switch Pro? Whenever, whenever the I'm not thing even drops, gonna try. Like, not even trying. I, like, I'm I'm gonna try, but if I don't get one, I'm not gonna fucking I'm not gonna beat myself up over it because there, because there's not gonna be it's not gonna be like the PS4 five right. Like, there's not gonna be any Switch Pro exclusive games. There's just not. Um, that's not the way Nintendo does business. That that is, and they are not. They've sold what, like ninety million fucking switches or something. Like I don't, I don't know the exact number, but it's a, it's their fastest selling console of all time. Um, it'll probably beat up the Wii in terms of sales, which is fucking wild. 
Um, but they are not going to alienate all those consumers, all those uh, all those Switch gamers uh, with a fucking um, and it, well, I, I want to address something that Blaine just said in chat. You forget the the few new 3DS exclusive games. The 3DS was not their flagship console, though. Um, they are the Wii was their main console right. at the time. The yeah. the um as 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 crappily as it sold, that was their marquee console. And now that the Switch, I mean, and the Switch fulfills two markets for them. The Switch covers the handheld market and the console market. Like, and and that is what Nintendo does now. Like, they are they are they are locked into that hybrid console for the foreseeable future, in my opinion. Like, there's no coming back from that. They better. They be. better be like, right. Like, yeah. I, what? Why like, would you go back when Nintendo. all your developers like that, can develop for the right. same system? Yeah. Well, I I've just been saying for a while now that like. Basically, if Nintendo continues on the path that they're currently on now, doing Switch-style releases, they're golden forever. Right. But yeah. Nintendo being Nintendo, Who my knows? biggest fear like, they've got that is that they'll decide shit. to innovate with, with the next one and do something totally different that they yeah. don't need to do. And they're gonna put you know, the switch. They're gonna put, put like, it in a pair of glasses like their Google own Glass. Enemy sometimes. It's gonna be like Google Glass. You so, just put that shit on your face. And uh, and that's how it's gonna work. But 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 no, like I I agree with you guys. Like I mean I mean they are locked if they're smart into the hybrid console format. And so you know I just don't I just don't like to predict anything when it comes. to I don't Nintendo either. But I think it's a pretty safe bet, Justin. I think it's a pretty safe bet that you were not going to. John, see... you don't like to predict stuff with Nintendo. Okay, yeah, okay. No 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 no. Let, I'm let's no, 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 no. Hold, hold on, Justin. Like the past. Hold on, years. Justin. Hold on, Justin. I'm talking about from a hardware perspective. From a hardware, okay. Because right. because they make right. they make all kinds of fucking crazy decisions, right? Like that. There's there's a reason they have that reputation. But, um, I I think it's a relatively. I'll I'll season this with the word relatively. I think it's a relatively safe bet that Nintendo does not have any Switch Pro exclusive games at least for the first year, year and a half, maybe two years. Because if they do phase out the old Switch, um, yeah, I mean, eventually, they're, you know, they're not going to produce that anymore. And once the old Switch is is not in circulation anymore, they still won't have any exclusive games, but they can start optimizing those games better for... They can, they can prioritize the Switch Pro as opposed to the older model. But I do not think you're going to see any exclusive games for the Switch Pro that will not run on an older switch. I just, I think there would be too much fucking outcry. Um, you know, especially with how fucking well, difficult, especially it's probably going to be to get they, this. They still have the switch light, right? So right. even though the new exactly. switch pro yes, that's is replacing point. the base switch, the switch light is as far as, you know, 20 or 30% of their market now, like it's a significant portion yep. of it. And they've got and, to and yeah. then you're further fragmenting that, like, you know, so, you know, it, like you, you can't, yeah, it's, it, I agree. It's, uh, I don't know, John, do you, did you want to talk about, I guess it's a natural transition. I know we're, we're doing the predictions no, go ahead, E3 man. like every week now, but, um, I think it was confirmed that Nintendo's E3 direct is going to be 40 minutes and we've done lots minutes. of E3 predictions. I don't know if we've talked about what we think Nintendo is going to show. We like, haven't, we actually haven't done a whole bunch of Nintendo stuff, so we can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we'll do I that. mean, the first half of the show was Sony, so let's go all yeah, on, let, on Nintendo. No, that's Why fine. not? The, you know, that's fine. Um, let's do Nintendo for the next, what, we got 20 minutes left? But yeah, let's do that. And then I want to tell yeah, a, a quick inspirational story for our, our friends in chat, um, because there's a lot of bullshit happening in the country right now, and uh, I want to maybe bring people some comfort. Um, but, so, uh, Nintendo E3 predictions. Um, I think, right off the bat, uh, I think that if we don't, I mean, look by at the by then, if not at E three, by then we'll know about the Switch Pro, right? Um, I think it launches in October. I think that's a reasonable time frame, uh, and it's going to launch with a big game. It, it's it it has to launch with something big. I was talking with Derek today uh, on the phone. Uh, on my way to work and we were just kind of or on my way back from lunch i'm sorry and we were just kinda, Derek. Derek, so yeah, Derek is just Derek's a, just he's one of my he's he's one of my best friends um Derek's just a fucking great guy we were talking on the phone and um and we were talking about what game the switch pro might launch with and conventional wisdom told me that it would be breath of the wild too right because it's a highly anticipated fucking game we know it's in development it's been in development for some time, and this is the the big you know, you know the year of the big Zelda anniversary. Right? I don't think it's coming out this year. So 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 here's there. the thing, Justin. Here or, or or Jeff. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I'm actually no longer convinced that it's Breath of the Wild two. They have to launch with something though. Um, I don't think they're going to drop Breath of the Wild two in a year that's already got Skyward Sword HD. That will assuredly have uh, uh, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess ports, probably Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask ports. I don't think that they're going to throw Breath of the Wild two into that mix. Um, especially, I would love ports of Majora's Mask and Ocarina so would of Time. I, so like, would I. I've, not, I've still never played those games to complete. Like, so would I. I've never finished either of them. That would be so good. But they've got to launch with something. They've got to launch with something big because if you, th- I mean. Breath of the Wild was a Switch launch title, probably one of Nintendo's biggest launch titles ever. And if they are going to sell you a three ninety nine Switch with a seven inch screen that does four K DLSS docked and seven twenty P handheld, they have got you know, and two HDMI ports and and all kinds of shit. They have got to sell you rumored to be an OLED screen, too, right, right? Like they have got to sell. They have got to drop. They don't feel big. like everything Nintendo does just sells. So like, uh, but yeah. no, but <laughs> that's also true. That's that's <laughs> true. But but they are going to want to sweeten the pot. So like, what did the Switch have in this like the past year other than uh, Animal Crossing? So, so here's the thing. So, crazy. So, so Jeff, here's the thing. But 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 at that point, we will be you know. Very, you know, we we will be far. We will be away from the pandemic at that point. We'll still be here it, in the U.S. In the U.S., right? Um, okay. So, I think their big game that they will launch the Switch Pro with is Mario Kart Nine. I, I could see that. I think they it's will. Been- I think they will announce it at E3 because we know Nintendo. Nintendo was really good about announcing games and releasing them. What five, six months later? Yeah. Um, I think they will announce it, and that's what June, July, August, September, October. That's five months. I think Mario Kart Nine will be announced at E3 and will launch in late October, mid to late October, alongside the Switch Pro. I think it's time. Um, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe came out in 2017. It was a launch window game for the Switch, and the original Mario Kart Eight came out what, like in 2000? 
And Deluxe, like, it didn't have extra stuff versus Mario Kart 8, right? Correct. Um, Yeah. yeah. So really, they haven't done new Mario Kart content since Mario Kart 8 came out. And uh, and and so 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 here's the thing. Sunlight Scrub in chat said Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is selling too well. It is selling extremely well, but at some point you have at some point you have to do something new. At some point you have to release the next game. And and like look, Grand Theft Auto sells millions and millions and millions of copies perennially, right? But eventually there's good there's there's gonna have to be a Grand Theft Auto Six. Like there just has to be. Um, because because I mean, after a certain amount of time, people are like, you say I'm ready that, the next but thing. we're about to, we're about to get the second re-release of Grand Theft Auto. 5 That's true, this but year. but 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 I I mean, dude, come on, we all know Grand Theft Auto Six is in development. I mean, come on, um, I I think it's I don't time. Think that game's anywhere near release. No, 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 dude, I'm not Mario saying it Kart, is, but 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 we all know it's in Mario development. Kart is an interesting choice because. Like, I totally get the arguments against it, and like, but I also get the arguments for it because, like, at some point, that game had to have started develop. Like, games take so oh, it's long in development, to make for sure that you have to you have to start development at some point. And I can't see Nintendo just being like, "Oh, well, Eight Deluxe is still selling." I mean, dude, come on! As popular years, as Mario Kart like, is, we shouldn't make a new Mario Kart. It launching mm-hmm. alongside a 4K capable Nintendo console. I mean, it fucking sells itself. I mean, I, I can't so, go ahead, Jeff. No, I was going to say, so here's some, you know, just for context, here's some dates for previous Mario Kart games. Okay. So there was from Super Mario Kart to Mario Kart 64. There was four years. That was 1992 to 1996. Um, and then we had 96 to 2001. That's five years between Mario Kart 64 and Super Circuit for GBA. And then we had 2001 to 2003, which is when we got Double Dash on GameCube. Then we had another two years. 2005 was Mario Kart DS. Uh, another three years for Mario Kart Wii in 2008. Another three years, 2011, for Mario Kart 7. Another three years for Mario Kart 8 in 2014. Now, it's 2014, time. we're going on seven or eight years it's when time. traditionally one every three to four it's years. It's fucking time, man. It's like beyond time. It is. I, I think just look at their history. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, 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 and, and let's face it, dude, let's face it. Mario Kart nine is just going to be a bigger seller than breath of the wild too. It is what it is. Um, and the Zelda series is good, but it's not, it doesn't move games that Mar- like the units that Mario does. Absolutely not. Especially not Mario Kart. Um, and yeah, I, I think Mario Kart 9 is is what they're going to launch it with. I think you'll see it announced at E3, and I think it'll launch right on top of the Switch Pro. That's my that's my big E3 Nintendo prediction. That's a good um, guess. I can, I, I, I can see it. Um, it. That makes sense to me, because I also do not think Breath of the Wild 2 is coming this year. I, I, now, I, I think you're probably now, right. One game that would be good... I don't think this game is coming soon, but a game that would be good to show alongside hardware for more... for for the more hardcore audience would be a look at Metroid Prime 4. I was just going to say that. I do not think that game is coming any soon. Oh, no, not at all. Anytime soon. But I I think some kind of trailer or some kind of look at being like, hey, this is taking advantage of you know, the pro hardware 
like because that's a game geared for the much more hardcore audience um and and like i think that would be a game that would yeah tinfoil hat i think i think it would just be maybe part of the delay for metro prime 4 is maybe them taking more time to really uh expand it i'm not saying it'll be like a you know a new switch exclusive but um you know maybe they at some point realized that this new system was coming and maybe that's part of why we haven't seen it yet i i don't know i was actually going to say that justin um i i do think I think that Metroid. I think we'll see a trailer for Metroid Prime Four, especially since this is this is you know people don't think about this because it's Metroid, but this is also Metroid's uh, what twenty uh, fifth anniversary, thirty fifth anniversary. It, it, it's thirty fifth, thirty fifth, right? It's our thirty fifth anniversary. Um, I think we will see some Metroid Prime Four footage. I agree with you. I don't think we'll even get a release date. Um, oh I, no, I that game's that game's nowhere near releasing. I, I think it. I th- like at the earliest, like late holiday twenty twenty two. At the earliest, um, I do think, I do think we will see a two D Metroid uh, developed by Mercury Steam shown, uh, that will release this year. Oh, I'd be so into that. Uh, so I'd would be I, dude. So into that. So would I. 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 I I'm not going to sit here and say Metroid Prime Trilogy because I just have I'm not be, going to beat that drum anymore. But I do think um, there is there is a, quite a bit of smoke around a, a 2D Metroid, and we know that Mercury Steam has been working on something. They developed uh, Samus Returns, which I loved. It was great. It sold well. It was received well. Um, I think I, I think it's very likely that we see a follow up to Metroid Fusion. That's what I think it's going to be. I think it's essentially going to be Metroid Five. Um, I, I, it's wild to me. It's been 20 years since fusion came out. We have not gotten any con- continuity another from that story. game that yeah. takes place after fusion in the timeline. It's uh, Justin, it's time, man. And like, that game opens up so much, so many pop. That yeah. game opens up so many possibilities for gameplay and story stuff. And they've just never touched it. How, since how do you feel about that prediction out. justin i th- I think like, that's actually a pretty just, good a pretty I safe like prediction it. and also i don't know if you like if you get really high percentage completion um stats in samus returns there like there's concept art that you can get and there's some stuff that really looks like it's like x parasites and stuff yep and yep. obviously none of that stuff is in samus returns that was before the discovery of the x parasites before the discovery of the X parasites. So like, it seems like they were hinting at something like that even years ago, uh, when Samus returns came, came out. So I, I would be all over that. I think that's but also, also I realize with these predictions, like these are things that I'm not super confident would release this year. And Nintendo did say that they're mostly going to be focused on 2021 year. And dude, honestly, dude, like late summer, early fall is a perfect time to release a 2d Metroid. Like, like, don't, like, don't, don't oh, let, I would, I would, I would fuck, oh, dude, I'd be over the moon. And, and I, I think that's a pretty safe release window. Like, I, I'm sorry, like, as I love Metroid, it's one of my favorite franchises. A new 2D Metroid would get lost in the fucking sauce in November. It just would. Um, so I, I think late summer, very early fall is the right way, uh, is the right way to do that. Um, I've got two more predictions for you guys, and, and I'll throw the first one out to the group Monolith Soft. Um, I think it's time for a new Xenoblade game. 
uh, something that is not a remaster. Uh, I think it's time for either Xenoblade Chronicles 3 or something completely new from Monolith Soft. Uh, but I think it's coming. I think we see it announced this year and possibly release in either late December or early next year, just like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 did. Uh, at the ass end of, I think it was what, 2017, Justin? Do I have that right? You had that bet with I Anthony. I, had, I did have that bet with Anthony, and he was so convinced that he was going to lose. And and uh, I'm not, I, you know, yeah, no, I, I savored that fucking victory. Um, but I, I don't know. How do you guys feel about Monolith Soft? I, I, I feel like it's time we see something new from them. Um, I can, or even if it's, or, I, I don't know, maybe it's a port of Xenoblade Chronicles X. Like, that's like the last major wii u game that has not been ported uh to to the switch um so but i i do think that we are going to see something from monolith soft and the the like the big one that i wanted to throw at you guys was pikmin 4 i was gonna bring that up yeah like Please, we've heard about Jeff, that go for ahead like, man for, no i was just gonna say what? we've heard about that forever and like wasn't it wasn't it near completion six years ago something or something like that yeah. from years ago where they said it was almost done and i wouldn't be surprised because you know we've also heard that the metroid prime trilogy remaster is done like it sounds like nintendo has finished games that they just sit on and like shove on a shelf until they're ready to dole them out so i was gonna say pikmin 4 and i was gonna I was really wondering about a new 3D Mario because it's been a while since uh, Odyssey. I don't see that no happening. Given that this E3 is supposedly focused on 2020 round releases, right. I just uh, I think they could release a 3D Mario this fall if they wanted to, but they I just won't. know Nintendo. Yeah. They don't seem to, you know, we know we're going to get like Pokemon. They've got the remasters and they got Legends coming early next year. They're going to have a couple big fall games, but they don't like to put everything. They like to space dude, things out. I, I think, so. dude, I think we're going to get Mario Kart 9 before we get a new 3D Mario for sure. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I think like whether or not Mario Kart 9 is actually a thing that happens this year. I think hey, we're going to get I do believe that a new 3D Mario is close to being done. I think you're probably um, right about so that. Whether or not they show it is is the question. I think you're right about that. Um, But I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I am, don't think we see a new, uh, like, a brand new Mario for a little bit. But, like, I mean, pick, so Pikmin 4, Pikmin 3 Deluxe, I have a theory that Pikmin 3 Deluxe was a, a barometer for Nintendo to see just how much demand there was for Pikmin. And Pikmin 3 Deluxe sold great. It sold, it sold really, really well. Um, and, and so I am wondering if this is when we finally see Pikmin 4, which, like Justin said, has been near to completion since 2014. <laughs> but, but who, you know, who fucking knows? I also think it's possible, like, given this is the year of Zelda, like, I agree with Jeff. Uh, I've kind of, like, given up on Breath of the Wild 2 releasing this year. I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm wondering if we get another 2D Zelda remake from Grezzo. I would. Oh, like Oracle. Oracles, yeah, yeah. The Oracle games, like remade. I'll shit a fucking like, brick, Justin. Link's Awakening. Oh think, my like, god! Like that's like that's one of those things that I would. I know you love mind. those games. Those I do games too. Are so good, and they're so and they're so overlooked too. Like they'll be brand new games to a lot of people. Yeah. Um. Oh, so. Good. I think like a 2D Zelda game and a Pikmin 4, those are the kind of games that I think they could fit in late summer, early fall holiday without overshadowing like a Pokemon or a Mario Kart or a new, like, you know, 
they, they love to kind of uh, have a nice variety of new games and re- like remakes or uh, I don't know. That that people seems would, very plausible. People to would me. fucking flip out. Like, dude, people would love a new 2D Zelda. Like, like, mm. like people, like Nintendo fans would love that. And uh, I saw, uh, I think it was Blaine in chat mentioned a Minish Cap remaster. I, I don't think Minish Cap needs a remake the way the Oracle games do. Um, Minish Cap is still incredibly beautiful, incredible, like eminently playable. The Oracle games have not aged as gracefully. They're wonderful games, but I, I think that, and I agree with you, Justin, you just said in chat, they are some of the best 2D pixel art ever. Like the animation and like Capcom fucking knocked it out of the park with Minish Cap. But I think the Oracle games, just like Link's Awakening, are ripe for a remake. And it's been a couple of years now since we saw the Link's Awakening remake, right? Because that came out in 2019. Um, yeah. So so being the year, being that it's the year of Zelda, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. Um, and so here's another question for you guys. And I, it makes me laugh just thinking about it. Bayonetta three, <laughs> what the fuck is happening with this game? Like, I feel like they're gonna save that for the game awards just because <laughs> it was announced at the game it's awards. Been so long. like, like it doesn't seem it like announced at the game awards. Game. Yeah, I, yeah, it, like that seems like it's, like also like the game awards are kind of like the one place Nintendo showcases their announcements. That's not specifically a Nintendo thing. Right. And I think Bayonetta three is the kind of announcement that would play really well at an event. That's not specifically like a Nintendo I direct. I agree. Thing. Um, um, yeah, no, I think that's accurate. But um, also I have no idea. I have no idea what's up with that game. I, like, isn't there like another game that, like platinum's been working on for like years i think they're probably so i think they're probably working on astral chain 2 um for sure because that game was great and it sold fucking bonkers well i I, um i was just what's the name of the one i'm thinking babylon's fall oh babylon's fall no that's just no so so that's that's gonna be square enix's show um yeah that that's Oh, is it actually yeah, going that, to be? Because like, yeah. I was like, that I, I, we'll was get done so by platinum and announced. That, years there's ago actually stuff about that that out. I can't talk about live on the show. I'll I'll fill you in on that afterwards. Sorry, everybody listening. Um, there is another. There is one more thing I wanted to throw out there. Um, there is absolutely a Final Fantasy one to six collection that is happening. I think it might be Switch exclusive, which is unfortunate if that's the case. Uh, but. If that is or if if it is Switch exclusive, I expect that to see. I expect to see that at Nintendo show and not Square Enix's. Um, huh. Because do the, you think it would? Do you think it would just be like straight ports, or do you think it would be like the HD two D? No straight ports. No 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 no, no 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 straight ports. It'll yeah. be the mobile ports, right? John? No, it won't. Uh, no, so so I know. Good, good. No, I I know. I know a little bit about it. I know enough about it to tell Monkeys. you that. Oh, no, I, I, I know enough. I know enough about it to say that they are like four, five, and six. For example, use the original SNES visuals. They're not like huh. they're not like. There's no HD 2D remake. They're not like you know. But there is supposedly it's like some because like on Steam on PC we I, I just bought the version of four, but it's the 3DS remake. So yeah, no, it's not no, be... it's not. No, this is the okay. this is the two. This is the SNES version. Um, hmm. but they've apparently all got updated localizations at least. So that's good. Um, but you know, like don't expect the kitchen sink or anything. Um, but there's no, I, I just like, you know, there, there's, there's no fucking, 
There's no HD 2D remakes happening, not as far as I know. Like these are all, I would, I, I very expressly know that these are the Super Nintendo visuals, at least for four, five, and six. For one, two, and three, I don't know if it's the Game Boy version or the, or the GBA versions or the NES version. No fucking idea. Um, uh, but aside from, but I do expect that if it is a Switch, uh, a Switch exclusive. I expect that to be announced at Nintendo's conference, just like Collection of Mana was. Remember that? When Collection of Mana was announced at Switch's uh, E3, I think it was like two years ago, and then it was dropped the same day. I expect the same thing for the Final Fantasy 1-6 through collection. I think it'll probably drop the same day. Um, so, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I, know, I know the collection's a thing, and I, I think it'll be at Nintendo's E3. That's what I think. Um... So just, you know, I, you guys know, I fucking eat that up. I'll play all of them. But also, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, temper your expectations. Don't expect, like, for some fucking Octopath Traveler shit, because that's not going to happen. Um, uh, we're we're kind of, we're, we're, we're punching up against the end of our time here. Um, uh, I want, I was hoping to tell a, a quick motivational story. I know you guys have heard this story, but we've got some new people in chat uh, that are going through some shit right now. Uh, not just my friend Liz, but some other people in chat that are, are worried about the state of things uh, right now. And I wanted to leave everybody with kind of a little message of hope. Uh, and I, I want to talk real quick about an experience I had in Iraq in 2004 that, has, that ended up being a coping mechanism for me uh, that endures to this day. So that's, what, 16, 17 years? Um, th- this is something that has brought me, Jesus Christ, I just fucking aged myself. Uh, but this is something that has brought me comfort for, what, three years short of 20, 20 years. Um, and this is something that may not necessarily work for you, but, but find something that does. Uh, when I was uh, 23 years old in 2004, uh, I was in Mahmoudia, Iraq. Uh, uh, we were at this small, we were at this chicken factory, right? That, that's what we called it. It was a, it was a warehouse originally for slaughtering chickens. Um, and we wore our kit everywhere we went. Uh, we took a lot of indirect fire. Um, it was just, it was a hellhole. Like, like, like Mahmoudia was uh, just not a good place to be. Um, and about three months into my, into my deployment, this was my first deployment. Um, I was like a fucking zombie, right? Like I, I, I was working the, I was working the night shift in the skiff. And one night I went up to the, I went up to the roof and I lit up a cigarette. Um, and it was about maybe it was about it was a little after midnight it was dark and there's like there's this this crazy thing about like you know a- arab nights are beautiful like if you've ever been to the middle east um arab nights are beautiful there's not a cloud in the sky the stars go on as far as you can see um and it was compounded by the fact that there wasn't a lot of electricity in Mahmoudia. uh so i mean it, i was like i was just breathtaking by it and i sat there looking up at the sky smoking my cigarette and just i saw that in chat chef and uh that was good uh and just letting sorry, my mind I just couldn't help it. no it just dude, no i don't head. blame you i don't blame you at all uh and just just letting my mind turn off right i was thinking about absolutely nothing and then on the horizon i saw some blinking lights coming toward me and i was like what the fuck is that and as it came closer and closer i realized that it was a commercial airliner something that you can walk outside right now and look up into the night sky and see um, within seconds because they're all over the place. But that was something that I had not even bothered to look for in three months. And it was the only one in the sky. 
the only single one. And suddenly I was hypnotized by it. And it was flying overhead. And I started thinking about who was on that plane and where they were going and where they'd come from. And if they had, if they could possibly fathom, if they had any idea what was happening on the ground right beneath them, and if they could possibly fathom that a young Marine was looking up at them, wondering who they were at that exact moment. And I watched it with just this hunger until I couldn't see it anymore. And in that moment, it reminded me, it it made me realize that no matter how alone I felt, no no matter how far away from home I was, the rest of the world wasn't as far away as I thought it was. And that thought filled me with comfort. And I went to bed that night. I hit the rack that night with a smile on my face for the first time in three months because I knew deep down that everything was going to be okay. And every, ever since then, for 17 years, for 17 years, every time, I feel depressed or the weight of the world is just heavy on my shoulders. Every time just things get unbearable for me, I walk outside and I look for a plane in the sky. To this day, it doesn't take me long to find one. And when I find it, I look at it and I just watch it until I can't see it anymore. And it reminds me, even now, that no matter how sad I feel, no matter how far away everything is, no matter how isolated I might be in that moment, the rest of the world is not as far away as I think it is. Now that's not something and, and that and that, you know, that anchors me in the moment. You know, that 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 helps me to find my center again. Now that's not something that is going to work for everybody because that is a that is an that is something that is specific to me, that has meaning to me. Anybody else who does that is just going to see a plane in the sky because they don't have that emotional connection that I do that has lasted almost 20 years. But everybody has something. I truly believe that everybody has something that they can focus on that will bring them that sense of comfort. And what I want you to do tonight, after we log off of here, after we, you know, after... After all the laughs about video games are done, I want everybody, I want Jeff and Justin on this podcast, and I want everybody in chat to, to turn the lights off and have a moment of reflection, have a, have a moment of quiet, and bring to mind something that reminds you that you're not alone. Because I'm telling you right now, even when you're at your lowest moment, even when you feel like there's nobody out there looking out for you, I guarantee you with 100% certainty that you are wrong. There is always somebody out there who's ready to reach out for you. There is always a moment that you can cling to that will bring you back and center you. 
I promise, no matter what's happening in the world right now, no matter what's happening in your life in this country, right now, there is, it is going to be okay. You are going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. All it takes is for us to look after each other. And that right now is more important than I think it ever has been. So if you follow me on Twitter, if you're in our Discord, and you need to, you need to, to talk, I don't care what time it is. I don't, care, I don't care what day it is. I don't care what I'm doing. Reach out to me. I, will, I, I promise you, you can ask anybody who has reached out to me, I promise you, I will stop what I'm doing and I will make time. If you need somebody to talk to, I will always be there. I promise. And with that, if nobody has anything else tonight, we're going to call it quits now because we're, what, five, six minutes over our runtime here? I apologize for that, but that's really something that I wanted to, wanted to talk about. Uh, don't forget that we go live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on twitch.tv slash official SDGC. Uh, we have a Discord. Can we get a night bot for the, for the Discord uh, real quick and chat, please, somebody? Uh, we have a Discord with over 300 members now and counting. <laughs> we have a super inclusive community. We are wholesome as fuck. We would love for you to come and spend some time with us, talk about video games. We are super, it is a super active community. There's always somebody in there talking, um, especially in, the, in, in Gaming Central, our most popular channel. But we also have channels for everything from uh, mental health to uh, cute animals to food and all kinds of shit. There's also a game night tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, community game night. We're going to be playing a little Jackbox. We're going to stream it uh, in Discord, and everybody, anybody's welcome to join. Just hop on the voice channel and play some Jackbox with us. And you can also find all of our content on all major podcast services. Um, and with that, remember, guys, kindness costs nothing. Please take care of each other. And if we don't see you at game night tomorrow night, we'll see you next week, I hope. Everybody take care, and we'll see you later.